up, everybody? It is Soccer Chat, your favorite coaching podcast. Every single week, we've got some friends that help out with the show, like our good friends Tiff and Adelaide over at Dutig Brand, recently back into playing 11 aside Tiffany Weimer, by the way. Go over to dutigbrand.com for all your coaching accessory needs. Check it out, dutigbrand.com. And while you're there, use the promo code Soccer Chat and get yourself a sweet discount when you go to dutigbrand.com. Shout out to our friends over at Torex, T O R R X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. And make sure when you get one, go on Amazon, leave them a five-star rating and review and let them know that your boys from Soccer Chat sent you. And to our friends over at Michigan Soccer Central, check them out on Twitter at MI Soccer Central for all the latest news in professional and amateur soccer in the state of Michigan. He's Nick, I'm Sean, and you can join the conversation every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time where you can chat with Nick, myself, and other coaches from all around the world as we do a Q1A1 and answer questions that you submit each week just by using the hashtag soccer chat. Nick, we talked last week, great episode with, with uh, Coach McCauley, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, go back and listen. So, so, so good. Laura Grawl here tweeted about uh, the, the previous episode with, with Big D. I saw a couple of tweets about the show with uh, Coach Joanne P. McCauley. Uh, if you haven't listened to those, go back and check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, but uh, we did our, our NCAA soccer college cup predictions for the final four for the national championship. Um, and uh, I will just admit, I got one game wrong, but I, I got, I got all the teams, right. I just didn't pick the right national champion for the men's side. Yeah, no, you I mean you crush it on the women's side. You were what for, were you four for four that I was, you were four for four. I was one for four. Um, and I did not pick Santa Clara to win, but, like that was, I mean, both games were amazing. Like I, you gotta love, like, and again, this is nothing against all of our friends that work at Power Five schools, but you gotta love the fact that like two kind of under the radar schools. You got a West Coast Conference school. I don't even know what conference Marshall is in, like taking the title, and like both the teams, like, like you couldn't say they didn't deserve to win games. Like I would say the Florida State, um, like Santa Clara game was probably a closer game where Florida state maybe had a little bit better chances, but like Marshall winning on the men's side, like they had all the ball and like a lot of the chances, like it was, it was, I mean, both games were so much fun to watch. I now you say that you're gonna make me sound bad because I um, fell asleep during halftime of the men's game. And I remember waking up. I literally woke up like right at the final whistle and I woke up from the couch and saw like the graphic Marshall, national champions. And I thought, yeah, I called that and turned the TV off and walked right up and went to bed. Um, so I, you know, I remember, you know, I have friends who, who used to coach IU who played at IU, you know, and seeing the timelines, you know, that they, they were posting over a couple weeks. And obviously if you're not from Indiana, you know, you see Indiana in soccer in the, in the national tournament every year, uh, you know, you see how well they do. But if you're from here, like you understand like how big a deal Indiana soccer is. And then to go and see, you know, Marshall basically was getting the entire state of West Virginia to shut down. Restaurants were closing, you know, they, they were opening just so people could watch the game uh, or, you know, watch it as a community. I, I saw a video. Um, I, I don't know if it's a viral clip or anything, but they're in a bar in West Virginia and a lady who has on a uh, blazer coat that is just embro- like not embroidered, but like covered in Marshall uh, logos, like starts sobbing when the final whistle goes and you see the bar just like st- everybody's hugging each other. Like it's a place that you would fit in really, really well. Um, 
but you know, again, the, 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 the school that the, the Marshall coach was at beforehand, we played against when I was at uh, Alderson brought us and, you know, they were winning national championships at that level. And, and just the way he does things is incredible. You know, here's a cat that has, I believe it's 46 guys on their roster and only 12 played in the national championship, but they all know that any of those 46 can play at any time. And that's really hard to plan for as a coach. Like, you don't know what lineups getting sent to you and every lineup is as good as the other one. Uh, so great, great story for Marshall. Uh, and, and as well as Santa Clara, you know, obviously coach Smith, uh, very, very big legend uh, and has some ties to one of our guests today, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel bad because I said, like I made all those picks and that they all would probably lose because I picked them. Um, but I did, I did say that in the, I, I said, I did say on the men's side, my heart tells me, uh, or, you know, the, the, my heart tells me Indiana, but like, I want Marshall to win, but I did go with IU. Um, so, you know, I, I did get one correct, but, or one incorrect. So uh, I'll take it. I should have went and like played the lottery or something. Honestly, like if you, if, yeah, if, I don't bet at all, but there's, what's the thing where you pick like multiple things at the same side? Yeah. Whatever that is for any of our people who bet out there, if you could help us out with that. That would be awesome. But, I, Oh, Pick'ems. I think it's called Pick'em. It, it just gives like, you games and you pick the winner. Parlay. I was looking at Parlay. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that right, was right, the right. word I was looking for. But like, if you parlayed that, you would have done really well. I have I have a buddy of mine who does those. And he does the um, uh, the ESPN one called The Streak, where the objective is to like get so many right in a row. Yes. And uh, anytime, because I think it just gives you right, like you don't get to pick the games. Like it gives you games that you have to pick the winner of. Yep. And anytime there's a soccer game on it, he'll just sit, like, and he sends it to me at like 730 in the morning. Hey, pick this game for me. And I'll be like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want to enter streak. Um, and he's done, he's done pretty well. At it. So like I can, I can handle those. My, my, my new favorite, I guess it would be called parlay, but I know it's really more of like an over under. And I've told, I have, I have a couple of friends, good friends of mine who are massive sports gamblers. And I'm gonna say massive sports gamblers, but like they'll do those like little prop bets and stuff like that. And apparently like the last six games, if you bet the over on amount of times that Christian Pulisic is fouled in a game, like you're going to win good money. And so like I've told my friends like, Hey, like I know I'm not a gambling guy, but here I can tell you this bet on Christian Pulisic or take the over on him. However many fouls it is per game uh, because you'll win money on it. I don't know if anybody actually has that, but if you have like, let me know, like I'd be really intrigued of how much money somebody's won on, or, you know, it's probably things where like he gets hurt, like, or he gets tackled or gets a foul called. And it's like the one that wins you the money. And you're like, I've never been so happy of a player getting taken out before in my life. Um, but that's, that's captain America. Uh, and, and speaking of Chelsea, the, uh, we didn't get to talk last week about the women's champions league final and holy cow. Um, I think I myself was like a lot of people who knew nothing about Barcelona's women's team until during the game. And within, you know, the first, the first goal was scored in three minutes. So I was, I was actually at the zoo. It was Quinn's birthday this weekend. And I was at the zoo for the first half of the game. And here's where I will tell everybody that this game, Chelsea's massive loss was my fault. I totally take all the blame for this first half of the game. We're at the zoo. uh, And I'm like, all right, here we go. Kickoff three minutes in goal Barcelona. I'm like, Oh, Okay. You know, Hey, they got their, they got their goal out of the way. Here comes Sam Kerr and Fran Kirby. Uh, and then like nine minutes later, another goal for Barcelona. And I was like, what is this? 
And a friend of mine sent a stat and was like, oh yeah, in link competition, they've only given up five goals all year. And I was like, oh, was not aware of this. Uh, but wow, that team was really good. And it made me really learn more about, I mean, we've obviously seen in the World Cup recently, like, you know, Spain's improvement in the women's game just yeah. in the last couple of years. And it made me, I even tweeted after the game and was like, man, like, cause they kept talking about like this group of Barcelona players was like Spain's like golden generation. And I was like, yo, if that's what we've got coming, like I am scared in 2023. Cause that, that group was just, they were phenomenal. Yeah, no, they, I mean, again, it was, it was a game where like, yes, like the, the scoreboard looked really appealing for Barcelona, but like, if you watch the game even a little bit, like the way they move the ball, like it's, I mean, it's definitely scary. Like the, the one thing that like every, every team that's coming through will always have to overcome is like the U S mentality, like the players on the U S team, like they just kind of have this, like, we're going to win type thing. And we we've all been a part of it, of like being that team that has to overcome that and it's getting your players to believe. And if they get those Spanish players to believe that they're going to do it, like it's um, like, it's not an exciting time for anyone else in the world right now. No. And I was, um, I was just taken back. And, and again, where this is my fault is um, Barcelona did not score and Chelsea played a significantly better game when I watched the second half, I should, I should have watched it from kickoff. That's my fault. Uh, so Chelsea, uh, FC women's fans, it is my fault. I, I will, I will take the blame for that one. Um, thankfully like Emma Hayes didn't, uh, you know, bury me in the press conference. All Sarling didn't watch the first half. That's why we gave the goals. What I did think was a cool, cool moment was, um, <clears throat> Anybody who follows like Chelsea for the 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 Prem League, obviously you know their owner Roman Abramovich, and he's a guy that you know just kind of sits in the crowd, does this thing, and then you know when the game's over with, he leaves. Um, and the big the the stories that he left like during halftime, like he was disgusted or whatever. Well, there were still pictures of him in the second half, still cheering the team on, like he was doing. And then, oh hey, here's him in the locker room, like talking to the team and talking about how proud he was of them and and whatnot, and you know that this was not. Um, you know, this is just the beginning. And that was the thing that uh, Emma said in the press conference that he came down and before he could say anything, the players all, you know, not really like apologize, but just like, Hey, like, we're going to be back here. Like we're coming back here. Like we're going to get better. And, you know, that made him, you know, believe even more uh, in the squad. It's like super cool to see him uh, in that element. Cause he's, a, he's such a, not even, I won't say private, but like, you don't really see a lot of him. Yeah. Um, and, but to see him and like, I've, I've not seen pictures of him in the men's locker room after a game ever. Um, and, and maybe there are pictures. I just never seen them. Um, and so like such a cool moment uh, for him to go down there and really like, you know, give them his seal of approval of like, Hey, like you all are a fantastic team. And like, I totally believe that you'll be back. So super, super cool moment. I think for the, for those ladies, well, not I, the fact I, that not this, the situation that it put them in, but you know, just that situation alone. No. And, and I think, I mean, we, like, you know, I'm obviously like a huge Ted Lasso fan. Like I think we as staffs or wherever you're at, like getting everyone going the same direction, whether it's like the strength and conditioning coaches, the athletic trainers, things like that. Like, I think when you are trying to build a culture and the more people you can have, like going the same way you're going, especially the owners, I think it's really, really like it's, it's a game changer. Right. Right. It, um, it made for some, some viewing. I'm, I'm sure the numbers were good for it. Cause it was really hyped up. Although I don't know. It was my first time, 
using Paramount Plus. Um, and I just found myself like after that game, I turned on the um, uh, Portland Timbers Red Stars game or Portland. Oh, Thorns, God, I'm sorry. that did not go good for the Red Stars. Holy cow. Sophia Smith, bid yourself so adieu. Um, she went off. And I was just like, this is incredible. Um, and then watched, uh, oh, there was another game right before that, that I watched for a little bit, Orlando and Washington spirit. Yep. I watched that game for a little bit. Uh, and I just found myself like one, one game got over with, or there was another one starting. Like I just turned another one on, uh, until WrestleMania backlash because I, I had to watch that, but, um, what a, another great weekend. And I, I am enjoying the NWSL being back. Um, <clears throat> I haven't heard anything, but you know, I, I did see the, the injury with, um, uh, Julie Ertz in that game and that like, it didn't look good. Um, I mean, she was walking off, uh, afterwards, but it just, maybe it was the old man. I mean, I cringed, uh, when they showed the, the slow motion replay, but, uh, you know, so definitely, uh, hope that things are good for her. Cause as soon as it happened, the commentators were like the Olympics, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the Olympics. Um, so obviously, you know, you don't want uh don't want anything to affect there but uh i'm it's it's an exciting time like i love when professional soccer in the states is is going on obviously the MLS is going on as well i'm not even going to talk about the whole columbus crew thing because that's a we could do a whole hour about that but we've got a good hour coming up uh with our guests so uh nick for you since the nwsl just kind of got started who is your team that you are keeping your eye on the most this season well i'm obviously a red stars fan so i'm gonna I'm going to hold out that they turn it around, but like after watching Portland just kind of dismantle us, like, especially after winning the cup, like I I feel like Portland, like crystal Dunn at center midfield is so scary. Like it, (laughs) it, like to be honest, like she's so good. I mean, she might be the best women's national team player right now. Like I'm, I'm definitely like, I think Portland's got a very good chance of doing it. What about you? So Portland does look good and th- their roster and their lineup is, is solid. Um, the, the team that I'm most intrigued to watch um, is uh, the new team racing Louisville. I I'm interested to see what they do there. Obviously shout out to our boy, Gary Kerning, uh, you know, who's an assistant there. Um, but you know, they're a team that doesn't have, I, I, you know, I would, add a, I would categorize it as they don't have any superstars, quote unquote, superstars. Yeah. You know, obviously they've got the, the homie Yuki Nagasato, uh, you know, that they, they got in from Chicago. They also got Savannah McCaskill from Chicago. Um, and then they had the, the number one pick in a draft, Emily Fox. Uh, I believe that's their last name. Fox, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I, I I'm anxious to see, who their like us allocation players may become or who their like world allocation players may become because i i wonder with that team because obviously louisville's becoming a really big hotbed for soccer and their their games are selling out and they're doing really really well and i just wonder what's it going to be like when they get that like world cup starter player other than yuki uh who yuki's just she's the greatest player of all time i don't care what he says um big yuke uh but you know, I wonder what that team will look like because they just picked up a, a really young, like English striker who's really good. I, I can't remember her name. I just saw that signing this week. Um, but that's a team like I wonder, like, what's it going to be like when they get a little bit more active in the market? 
Um, obviously, you know, the news Sam U.S. is coming back. How's that going to affect the courage? Courage needed, uh, you know, didn't do so well in the Challenge Cup. Uh, and, you know, now getting to add Sam U.S. back, you've got Rose Lavelle joining the Reign, uh, who, you know, bipartisan is kind of my squad because Rapino's on it. So, like, although I can't say I've only watched like a handful of their games. I watch mainly like the Red Stars games, but now I'm watching the Red Stars. I'm watching Racing Louisville, watching the rain. Um, so those are kind of those are kind of like the squads that, that I keep up with. It'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on this season. The NWSL is, is on fire. They're, the league is so good. And I think the addition of, you know, watching Trinity Rodman with the spirit was awesome. You know, you're, you're seeing some of these younger players that, uh, you know, we just saw in the College Cup just a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, tearing it up and then having themselves a day in the, in the, in the big leagues. And uh, you know, and all those people were saying the NWSL was dead because everybody was going to Europe. Now look at it. All those people in Europe are starting to come back. So um, just a really, really awesome time to be a soccer fan. It's an awesome time as well to be a fan, to be a player, to be a coach, just to be a part of the Southern Utah soccer, dare we say, movement almost our good friend kai edwards who's been on the show uh the new head coach out there did some really really amazing things uh in their first season this year and the cool thing is we got the entire staff the entire bird gang to pop on and talk to us about it so just sit back relax crack one open and let southern utah what southern utah hell yeah southern utah let them talk that talk coming up Stunner and patty cake, the worldwide pusher. Birdman, daddy, leave them things in the bushes. Been living up from the rookies. The boss of the ghetto with the round shape. Lift one pitch, one homie flood the block. If I don't go to jail, pimpin' birds gon' flop. Little sitting on the toilet, homie head to the block. The birds just landed in the hood, gon' rock. New whips, big chips, the Prada Gucci fist. But mommy, it fly beans, the wide skinny lips. She takes my flight, she holds my weight. While the pork was staked out from state to state. It ain't nothing to a baller, baby. Hit a cost, big money, heavyweight bird, man. Hood boss, baby, stepping on my grind. I sure love something. Make call it young, come out in the black court, touch. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? Birds of a feather flock together, literally off the dome. And we've got such an exciting episode for you all. Uh, if, if you were a part of our, kind of when the pandemic was going, um, or really kind of when it got started, we were doing our, our college coaches Zooms. And it was kind of like our joke of like, oh, hey, it's the SUU staff meeting. Uh, I'm glad that once again, Soccer Chat can host the SUU staff meeting uh, for you all. Uh, but we have probably our favorite uh, coaching nickname uh, that was uh, discovered over uh, during our coaches calls was the bird gang. And we're so happy to have with us the staff of Southern Utah university, our good friend, Kai Edwards and his staff uh, and, and, and other uh, soccer chat friends, previous guests, like, uh, like coach Mario. Um, first of all, Kai and, and to the whole staff. Uh, I don't know if congratulations is even a word because what you all did this season in the time that you got there is, is remarkable and just absolutely massive congratulations, much respect, many props, uh, virtually dapping it up with every single one of you. Um, you know, Kai kind of take us through, you know, from your eyes, like, you know, from the beginning, uh, to, to, you know, just wrapping up the season recently. 
Yeah, thanks for having us on. I I would say so. Uh, sorry for the background noise. I'm in my outdoor office, but perks of the um, job. I I started here January of 2020 and trained for about two of always uh, trained for about two months, uh, and then there was a shutdown. In that time, Mario was hired as the top assistant, um, and it was pretty much me and Mario for those first couple months. Um, after COVID, we were able to add, add Maggie. Um, and as a goalkeeper coach, who me and her took um, our masters together um, at Ohio University, um, shout NCAA men's basketball tournament, Ohio University, um, and we added Alex also as a volunteer assistant at a Santa Barbara. Um, as the year went on, you know we had some shutdowns. Never for our team. Uh, our team actually cleared 14 straight weeks of three days a week testing, which is awesome. Um, but we kept going. Um, and, you know, like everyone says, oh, it was an uncommon year and stuff like that. But the way I always think of it is uh, if you're prepared, then you're prepared. If you have a system, you have a system. If you have a purpose, you have a purpose. You know, and, and you know, pandemics and issues – yeah, they can derail some people, but they also just reveal what you're prepared to do. Um, and, and we were prepared no matter what. And, I mean, we played with pretty much 14 field players and multiple game weekends, and sometimes we sat in, sometimes we pressed. We just had to coach them up. Um, we ended up with the best winning percentage in school history, second winning season in school history. Um, you know, in our last game, I don't even think we started two or three of our, our best strikers in the game because they, they were injured and we played them for 20 minutes. They got a goal and brought them back out, you know? So we had to do some manipulation. Um, and then Steven signed on about a couple of weeks ago from Oakland university, me and him worked together at, at Oakland and we brought him in and he's going to help with recruiting and, and the holding mids, especially, and, and some strength and conditioning and some admin. So uh, we're going to move Alex to video. He's going to be the head of video. And uh, I mean, we have, Everything minus VO, the one thing Mario wants. But we have cameras and, you know, we got every camera you can think of. We got everything hooked up and coordinated. And Alex is going to do uh, – take a little more control of that. Um, you know, we I think we did a very good job of filming, breaking down, and sending it to, to players on our team on huddle and stuff like that pretty much right away within 24 hours, sometimes within two hours. And I think Alex is going to elevate that. So, you know, our main roles are Mario's top assistant, head recruiting uh, director and, and coordinates all recruiting, uh, tells me where to go. Um, sometimes I got to tell him I'm not going, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. Tells Mario, me where I'm going. Um, we have Maggie, who's in charge of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just make sure there's a mute button for that. Um, then we got Maggie, who's who's in charge of all goalkeeping, and we have a great goalkeeping core. We're uh, we're about to announce a goalkeeper goalkeeper transfer soon. That's coming off a club national championship and a Pac-12 player, but uh, she'll be signing her paperwork soon. Then we can announce her. Um, Alex will be in charge of video, and and Steve will be in charge of holding mids, uh, game day scouting, and recruiting. So I think we have a, a very good core, along with two people who aren't here, Steph our trainer and, and Allison, our strength coach, you know, I, I put us up against a lot of mid-major school. Your office muted yourself, Kai. 
<laughs> I, I was I was done. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's start off with Mario. Mario Felix, uh, that uh, some of you soccer chatters may remember from our Black Lives Matter episode, a very, very popular uh, episode that we've done. And, and Mario, uh, during the pandemic, got the global coaches presentations going uh, and, and, and uh, was a big, big, uh, big, big man on social media when it comes to, to coaches and, and development and whatnot. And, and if anybody saw recently, uh, just recently graduated with his master's and I love like the story that you posted along with it about like, you know, like, you know, the boy who they said wouldn't do nothing. You gave us like the whole, like you was dropping bars and then it was like, mama, I did it. You know, like that was so cool and, and, and so amazing. But, you know, Mario, for you, uh, you and I had met uh, just a couple of years ago uh, at Exact Camp in California. And, you know, I got to know you then and you was like, oh, a podcast is dope. And like, we just hit it off instantly. By the way, if you haven't seen Mario, he has the most beautiful eyes in all of college. Oh, soccer. my gosh. Uh, Nick finally got to see it in person uh, in Baltimore. And after Mario left us, he was like, wow, you're really right about his eyes. Um, yeah, well, that was my first introduction. Me and Sean are walking around with Becky Burley like filming random stuff for the women's event. And Sean like sees Mario is like, it's the man with the most beautiful eyes. And that like my first reaction was like, that's an interesting way to introduce someone to me. Um, and, but I mean, I, he's correct. He's got amazing not eyes. Wrong. You know, amazing not eyes. Wrong, amazing eyes. But uh, you know, Mario for you, you know, like making the jump over, uh, you know, and, and joining Kai, I remember when, when the announcement was made, I was just like, wow, like this is a home run. So for you, you know, how's this past, uh, season been for you, you know, not even so much compared to other seasons, but just like the amazing work that you guys did on top of the fact of taking classes while you were doing it all. Yeah. I mean, Kai's been a mentor of mine since 2014. I was at the university of Kansas and he was the head coach at St. Mary's college. Um, and so he walked onto the field. I was the director of ops then. And I'm like, oh, another black coach. This is awesome. Can I get your phone number? <laughs> and so I literally stayed in contact with him ever since then. Um, I got a job at Westmont because one of his former players was the head coach. I called him. He called her. I got the job in 24 hours. Um, I got the job at UCSB um, because his coaching tracks took him somewhere else, gave me the opportunity. Um, and then when the opportunity for me to go work with him, um, it was a no brainer. Everyone I talked to, um, said nothing but good things. You're going to learn a lot. Um, sometimes things will be abstract. Some things will be very creative. Sometimes things will be original, but Kai is going to do it at hundred percent. Um, and the girls will always buy in. And so I got to see it firsthand, you know, um, picked up a lot of things that, um, I didn't necessarily know the why I've always like seen it and kind of done it. Um, but Kai does a really good job with, with the why. And so I always ask, you know, like, well, why are you doing that? It's, it's because I'm doing this and this, that, and the other. And so there's that there. I think when you're an assistant coach looking for a head coach to work for, um, it's about development and it's about moving on. And so when Kai brought me on, he told me, you've got two years to be here, better do well. And you need to find a job after that. I'm like, okay. And, but it was because he's pushing me to understand, like, I'm a head coach that wants to move my assistants on. And so every day I look at it as a learning opportunity. Um, you know, I write down a lot of things in my notebook here at home on my iPad, because I, I just want to continue to absorb the things that are said, even when it comes down to like individual meetings, administrative meetings. I got to sit in my first big time AD budget meeting last week. And that was cool because I haven't done that 
at this level. Um, and so I just, it was, it's been a very good experience because these are things that I think are going to help project me in, in a, a position to where I could become a head coach uh, one day. And, and, and obviously um, we talk about with our players, having confidence is knowing what to do. And so um, when I put myself in those situations now, I'm pretty confident that I have a really good idea on what to do. And obviously you get in that environment, things change. I did as much as I could to prepare to be a top assistant and I got here and everything I learned previously was completely the opposite of what my boss wanted, expected of me. And so it's just kind of putting yourself in a situation of be a sponge. And, um, and when someone's open and willing to give you as much information as they possibly know, and Kai's been doing it for what, 18 years, U.S. national scout, you know, national champ club level teams, it, who better uh, to learn from in our profession than someone like him. Preach on, preach on him, please. Let these people know who Kai Edwards is, Mario. Hey, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> baby, baby. I'm just, old. <laughs> I, I'm just really old. <laughs> oh, you're the only person who says that, Kai. Experienced. Uh, he's old. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, to move on, Alex, like, what's, uh, what was your story to get to Southern Utah? This story. Um, so I worked with Mario at Santa Barbara Soccer Club, and he, I'm finishing my undergrad at SU, and he knew I was gonna, looking to transfer, and um, he was like, hey, you want to, is coaching something you want to do? And I said, yeah, it is. I mean, it's something I've been working towards, and he's like, well, let me see what I can do with Kai. I talked to Kai, and that first conversation, I don't think Kai understood anything I said, because I was nervous and just spoke really fast. Super awkward. Super, super awkward. <laughs> but um, but memorable. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. Kai said, Kai said, hey, coaching's coaching. Wherever you coach, it's, it's all part of your resume, which is something that I've really thought about after that conversation. And then um, so I, I came on and we didn't know what role I would take, whether it would be volunteer assistant or um, video, video coordinator whatever it was. And I just kind of hopped on and said, well, whatever you need from me, I'll do. And since then we, Mario and I have been working on social media and then I kind of had to prove myself to Kai and then slow, slowly he let me start working with midfielders and functionals here and there. And it's been an awesome journey so far. And I'm just excited to have Steven join and then me fall back to more of a video role so I can learn more of the analytics behind soccer and excited. That's awesome. Wait, wait, like, where, Alex, where'd you grow up at? Like, where, how'd you, where, like, what was your experience? We, you're one of the few people we haven't like really interviewed. Like, what got you into soccer? Like, what, what was your like kind of like journey to get to this point? Um, funny, funny story. Uh, I coached my sister when she was like five in AYSO, and never really stopped coaching. I started coaching at a small club and then moved to Santa Barbara Soccer Club, and that's where, like, just coaching kids was where I had a lot of passion and seeing them grow and like watching them score goals and make a difference on the field was something that I, you know, fell in love with. And as she got older, I moved into other roles and different teams and different clubs. And yeah, I just, I fell in love with the game just by coaching, like started coaching when I was 15 AYSO for three years and then got into the club scene when I was 18 and then kept moving forward. And I had this opportunity and I couldn't turn it down. 
No, that's, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, well, we're, we're definitely excited to continue to see your journey and can see, continue to see you grow with it. Um, Steven, move on to you. Like, I mean, I say like, I didn't realize, are you, are you like, did you work in Illinois for a while? I was like doing some digging on you a little bit. Were you, are you an Illinois person for a little bit? I am. Yeah. Originally from Illinois, uh, grew up in the Western suburbs of Chicago. Wait, which uh, one? I grew up in Wheaton. Uh, I grew up in Glen Ellen. I went to Glenbard West. This is oh, the part of the conversation where all of us non-Illinois people <laughs> quick, give Nick and Steven about 10 minutes and we'll be good. Yeah. That's, where my, that's where my dad went to high school. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, I, went, okay. I, went to say, I went to St. Pat's for grade school. Okay, nice. Your I city actually, probably knows uh, Bill Rizzo. To, he never wears a t-shirt. I went to uh, St. John in Wheaton. There you go. Eight through eight, so. What year oh, did yeah. you graduate? Uh, I graduated high school in 09. Okay. All right. So we were just, we were just missed each just other. Missed each other. I, yeah. was, I was, it's a high school reunion, everybody. <laughs> Do you know, like the palaces at all this completely, we can cut this all out. I no, this is all staying in. <laughs> this new okay. romance um, between Nick and Steven is, is, is like, quality about, uh, the glass box. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So I played with Scotty all the way through high school. There you go. Okay. I played yeah. with Danny in grade school. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yep. So there Steve, you go. Hey, Small Steven. world. All right. We'll get back to Steven. What's up, Hold Pat? on, Stephen. I, I can get you your first job. There's this guy who used to live in Illinois who is a head coach of a college. Uh, he's looking for more Illinois people on staff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world. It's a small world. No, no yeah, that's awesome. so. So, grew up in Illinois. Um, so, I actually uh, went to school in Indiana. Um, I played club soccer at Valpo, um, and then actually went back after I graduated and coached at um, the high school level uh, at Illinois Math and Science Academy, IMSA in Aurora. Um, so started there, um, coached there, coached some youth club. And then uh, my wife actually is a little bit younger than me, graduated from Valpo. She's from Michigan. Um, and so she had a teaching job waiting for her in Michigan. And so I was like, hey, you know, I, I think I want to make the jump into coaching full time. I'm looking for, you know, full-time coaching jobs anyway. I may as well look in Michigan. Um, so that's kind of got how I got into Michigan and um, coached at the youth club level in Ann Arbor um, and at a little Juco uh, in Ann Arbor and then made the jump up to Oakland. Uh, kind of worked my way up through them um, first as a DOPS and then as a grad assistant and then um, as an assistant. And uh, that's where I met Kai and uh, he convinced me to take my Midwest roots out of the ground and, and take a trip to Utah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel like I'm riding the coattails of their, uh, their crazy first year there and, and walking into something good. So I'm excited to get going. But it makes you look good though. That yeah. like, <laughs> hey, they had the success and they're like, Hey, we're bringing in this guy too. It's oh, like, man. dang, like that's what happens when you, you perform well, you can get to have somebody like Steven come on staff. Also, if the fall goes bad, it's all your fault. Oh yeah, I'm in a box with some holes poked in it, shipped back to Michigan in the back of a truck somewhere. I was gonna say they may blame it on the Illinois guy. That's absolutely only change to the staff in this in this new environment. So if it goes bad in the fall, it's one. Like this is why we don't bring Midwest people out here. It's not good. No, no, yeah, no. One hundred (laughs) percent. <laughs> I also have a feeling, Stephen, if it doesn't work out at uh, at the Bird Gang, that there's a place in Minnesota called St. Mary's that has an Illinois guy as a coach. That uh, I'm sure that he could find a, a spot for you if needed. 
like, enough, like bird bird gang one c okay yeah because you, you're the you're the cardinal and the I, cardinal. so I, i'm glad that we brought this up but maggie we have not forgotten about you i want to save the best for last so uh but it's funny that because i think nick i had tweeted he had tweeted out a picture of something and his uh dry erase board in his office was up and there was hashtag bird gang and i remember i think i tweeted to mario and was like yeah gimmick infringement and so Nick kind of tell, I mean, cause now Kai's here, he can hear the story. We got to know about this gimmick infringement that happened with the bird gang. So what happened was we have a player from Las Vegas. Um, and we, one of our favorite, like we're both big hip hop people. And so like during our, like we have, I do like what's called Jersey meetings. So like once a month on like the day of your Jersey number, you come in for a meeting. Um, so I think your number one, you come in the first of the month, like, like vice versa. And that's what just if you're 38. Uh, then we figure it out. Gotcha. Like if we, we don't, we didn't have that issue yet. So we, we haven't had to run in that, but in the future, we'd have to worry about that. We're going to have players start with requesting high numbers. <laughs> so they in. don't have to meet. So yeah. like, I, I don't have to come in. Goalkeepers um, with zero. Do they not come in at all? They come in on the 30th. What's number 30 day? We don't have a number 30. Oh. Again, these are future problems. I don't have these. <laughs> we have 25 people on the roster. It worked out really well for this year. Get off the jersey. No, I'm kidding. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, so Jen came in for a jersey meeting and we figured out like in our first meeting that we both really like hip hop. So like literally our meeting consisted of like just an hour and 20 minutes of just listening to all of our favorite hip hop songs. And I don't even know how it came up. But one time I just like said like hashtag bird gang because of this. And I didn't realize that that was based off an actual hip hop song. Um, no, I didn't know, but she did. And so like, she like took it and ran with it. And so like every time that she would walk past me, she would be like, she would just say like hashtag bird gang. And so she wrote it on my whiteboard, but that was how Jen wrote that on my whiteboard. I did not know, like when you guys said that, I didn't know that there was an actual reference to the hip hop song. I looked it up later and I've now heard the bird gang song. But the fact that we like solidified Southern Utah as bird gang for however many months it didn't dawn upon you like, yo, that's kind of infringement. There is a bird gang. In, I mean, uh, in my defense, I was not the one that wrote it on my whiteboard. It's very clearly a female's handwriting and not my handwriting. Mario, can you give us a, a, a final <laughs> um, say so on this? Because I, I think there needs to be a I, mean, game. I think there needs to be a game where the winner, the winning team, gets the bird game. Oh gosh, we'll I don't know if that's fair to us. We're down for that. <laughs> All I mean, right. you know, I think it's it's like an international thing. So Rizzo, you're a part of the bird gang. You're like an affiliate. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm like the, it's like a red, red Bull. Like I'm just the, I'm I'm the Salisbury. You guys are like the Leipzig. You guys are like the OG. You guys are like yeah, the OGs, and I'm like the one that's like a little bit not as good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the main event, Maggie, you're gonna have to unmute yourself. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? So for everybody who has heard this monstrosity for the last 20 minutes, how do you deal with it every single day, Maggie? Um, you know, it's, it is a day by day kind of thing. It was definitely a, uh, an intro into a, an eclectic group. I'll say that. Um, great word, but great word. 10 points. <laughs> But it's been fun. I mean, every single day has been an adventure and every single day I'm learning something and every single day there's something comes up where Alex acts like he likes me and you to get on Kai's good side. And then 
you know, he has to to play to make sure that he's on Mario's yeah. good side. And I'm just kind of in there watching. Like, this is what I? this is why we saved Maggie for last, because I knew it was <laughs> going to get hot and spicy. So Maggie, I just, like, don't I forget just, the other the part, part, Maggie. Don't forget the, the other part. part. The leads and you, the Man City <laughs> so part. Today, right? today, Mario f- thought that I was only a Leeds fan, finding out that I am a Man City fan, but I've been a Man City fan, but have not. I have not publicly said it enough to make yeah. it real. so when did you become a man city fan she's I became a man city a man C- when kevin de bruyne joined the team. for about what he became a man city or man city fan about two weeks a week ago maybe <laughs> i didn't even know who they were until they just won the this premier true. League. yeah so yeah yeah, because the, the famous Sean quote is on Jersey Day at soccer camps. I don't care if a kid is seven. Um, if they have a Man City jersey, I'm, I'm like, oh, is that your favorite team? Yeah, I'm like, oh, cute. You've watched soccer for six years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now I can take it back. And when Maggie says she's a, a fan, I can be like, oh, you, that's cute. You've watched soccer for three that's weeks. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'll run with it. I'll run with it. <laughs> Maggie, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, dare we say maybe the brains of the operation uh, here, you know, for you as, as the goalkeeper coach, uh, you know, what is kind of, uh, what's been in, uh, or I guess what's been exciting for you about in your time, uh, since you've been at, at Southern Utah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I go as far as the brains. I'm definitely, uh, Maggie, like run with said, it, run with it. Trying to be, <laughs> trying to be, we're giving, fun... we're giving you the gimmick, Maggie, just run with it. <laughs> I'll take it. Let me put my, let me go get my glasses so I can, you know, match, match you. So I really look like I know what look, I'm I still have my context and don't make it look like I'm smart or anything. Uh, hey, you got to do it. I, I've been blind since second grade. So, um, yeah, but, uh, no, I, for me, it's been a, a crazy journey to get there. Um, I was a makeshift goalkeeper for Bill Hempen at CSU at Colorado state for the first two inaugural seasons of the program. So, um, that was never my original plan and never my original position, but always kind of fell into it growing up and um, happened to get me playing time at that level. So I said, yep, I'll, you know, I'll volunteer as tribute to, to be there and do what it takes for the team. Um, little did I know it would lead me into this position, um, you know, seven years later, six years later, however long it's been. Um, so it's been fantastic. As long learning. as Man City has been popular amongst people outside yeah. of Manchester. <laughs> I try to keep it with Man City so that yeah, my yeah. life, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. I've I've learned a lot. I've never coached goalies um, specifically, so it's been it's been a huge learning curve and and one that I've really tried to take on. And um, I've been lucky enough to have a great support group. And and obviously, I give a lot of credit to the players. We've had um, a great group and only getting better, especially with our our new signee and and players coming in who want to make us great. And especially at that position, I think it's really crucial that we have, have players who want to want to be a part of that and want to grow that position. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. It's been exciting. I'm excited to learn more um, and really kind of get a full season. I feel like, you know, only having so many games was, was different um, just as a coach, but now to, to prepare for a full season will be super exciting and um, to get out there and play different teams and see what we can, we, we can accomplish. For sure, for sure. Steven, what was it about this group that made you go, you know what, I'm just going to pack everything and head 
thousands of miles away from home. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everybody has heard so far, just the, the tightness of this group so far. And, and anybody who was on our coaches calls, uh, our college coaches zooms, um, during the, the previous spring and summer, uh, you know, could tell the, the, the energy that was coming from, from bird gang. So what was it for you that, you know, when that call came, you were like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm going to Southern Utah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it. And I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt now. Hell yeah. Southern Utah. <laughs> Kai, can you make that happen, please? His outdoor office has bad reception. Yeah. That outdoor office. Oh, no wonder he goes out there. There's too many mountains back there. I'll delegate that to Mario. Okay. Mario, you get the executive decision. Making <laughs> we'll that work happen. on it. Alex will do the design. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I think the big thing for me is kind of echoing what, what Mario said in his, his spiel about Kai and, um, you know, like he just exudes energy and, and, um, you know, like confident, the confidence that he has that no matter where he goes, um, kind of that success is going to follow. And, and, um, you know, I, I was really only with Kai at Oakland for, I want to say five or six months. Um, and I got that vibe right off the bat. And so, um, I know we had a conversation last winter, um, about the, the possibility of me eventually, um, you know, coming out to Utah and, um, and this second time when we talked about it, um, you know, I, I, I had kind of just already made the decision, you know, you know, this, this I think is the next step, um, for me and, um, you know, huge shout out to the staff that I'm leaving, um, Wamba and Brian at Oakland, um, you know, I've done something special there too. And, um, for me, it was, you know, what, what's next. And, um, you know, I think what, what these guys have done at, at Southern Utah and, um, not only a short year, um, but also <laughs> this year that we've all kind of been dealing with, uh, is nothing short of amazing. And so, uh, like I said before, I feel like I'm, I'm coming in on the coattails of, of something special. And, um, you know, I think that's the big thing for me is, is what can I learn? Um, if, if they've done this in, in the year that we just had, um, look out for, for what's coming in a, a quote unquote normal year. So. For sure. And, you know, for you, Mario, kind of also looking, uh, you've, you've almost got some ties to, to everybody here, you know, kind of being, in your role, what is it about this group that, you know, we always talk about, you know, if you uh, have fun at what you do, you never work a day in your life. What is it about this group specifically that, you know, energizes you to want to go to work every day that energizes your players to want to come and work every day? Uh, because like we said, from the season that you all had, obviously something is clicking the right way uh, and your answer cannot be Kai. So like, what is it about this group um, that, you know, just makes it enjoyable to, to, to want to be with every single day? So like everyone else during the pandemic, everyone was on Zoom and having staff meetings and team meetings. And uh, I think it was just communicating to the staff. We'd have like assistant coaches chats. You guys remember that? Like last June, I'd be like, all right, guys, meet me on Zoom in 20 minutes. Here's the link. And I think just reiterating the importance of just going to work. Um, and I think Yes, Kai obviously has a big part of that because that's his that's his personality. Like we have a lot of fun. 
Um, it's funny because so many people think Kai and I like hate each other on Twitter because we're literally going at each other every day, all day. And then in the office, it's like times 10 and people don't realize like, we're just like bantering. Some people are like, Oh my gosh, like, are you and Kai like mad at each other? I'm like, no, why do you say that? I go, I just saw his tweet. He's subtweeting you like, yeah, he's talking about Spurs. Cause I talk about United, but I think we have a balance of like, we'll go out to where his outside office is right now. And we just randomly talk about stuff. And before you know it, we're talking about um, lineups for next year and formations and who's the next recruiting call going to be. And something always derives to how are we going to make Southern Utah better? And I think that's what it came down to is everyone understanding like our roles on this staff. Um, we all have specific roles that are going to help us come together and portray a message to the girls. And I think the girls got it. Like the girls saw that we had fun. The girls had fun and they were just willing to work. Some girls, you know, when they, uh, you know, they got nicked or something like that, it wasn't even a question. They were like, I'm going in. No one's telling me I'm sitting out. I'm fine. And so you already saw the buy-in. And I think with our staff putting a lot of emphasis on just grinding and going to work, the girls bought in. Mind you, we took over a program that that hasn't had success in their program history. So for us to come in and, and do it in year one, there has to be a lot of buy-in, especially with 14 field players. And so um, every day mattered. Every day was strategic. If anyone knows Kai, he's five steps ahead. I'm like, I got this great idea. And he sends me an email that he wrote four weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, I already thought about that. And I'm like, cool, good talk. I don't know why I even mentioned that to you. Um, let's move on. But it's, it's, it's true. Like for us, we have to think a step ahead. Um, and I think when everyone understood that, uh, people just put their head down and got to work. And I think that's, I mean, Steven, uh, he texts me all the time and asks, what can I do? Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, that. And so he's already kind of understanding the importance of being available. Uh, we say that on our staff all the time. Like the best way to develop is be available. Even if you think we're not doing anything in the office for eight hours, you might get something out of 35 minutes that you're like, oh crap, like that was something that I really needed. And so um, I think availability for our staff and it's been really good because it just gives a lot more eyes on things and a lot more thoughts on things. And so it's not necessarily coming one dimensional. And so I think that kind of attests to just what the fall, uh, spring looked like for us. And, um, you know, I think it was just a good building block for us in that transition. No, that's and it was honestly it was just it was a really fun story to follow along with. Obviously, like we know you, we know you guys and have a little bit of personal investment in your success because we want you to do really well because we we like you. But like my favorite thing also about your season was it wasn't like everything went perfect right away. Like it, it was like you, you like you had a few games in the beginning that went one way or the other, and then like the end of the season is when you guys caught a really good hot streak, which I think is going to bode very well for the fall. Mario, Maggie, and Alex, like maybe like talk to us about like that journey. Like, all right, so we come back, we start training, and then we get into our first game as a staff. And then it, we have, I think it was a win, a loss, and then like, or win, a tie, and then a few losses in a row. But then to end with that streak, what were the conversations like during that process? Well, going into the season, you got to consider like Kai and I are the only two that had college coaching experience. So I think the first few weeks, Alex and Maggie were kind of like, okay, I get it now. You know, it's, it's a different realm. And so like, like you said, 
going into the last couple of games, like Maggie's goalkeeper had four, like three straight shutouts with four wins in a row. Like that's a testament to her commitment and developing and, and putting forth game plans and goalkeeper sessions and having these one-on-ones and you see her in an office now making a presentation for the goalkeepers and stat uh, sheets and questionnaires and just how to help them develop. Same thing with Alex, you know, Alex went into it having no idea what it was going to be like. And so it was kind of like both of them were deer stuck in the headlights and like, okay, what just went by me? I have no clue what's going on, but then it started to slow down and you start to see it for them click like, Oh, okay. This is what scouting reports are supposed to look like. This is what our time management looks like. And so you start seeing their training sessions change. They start understanding the vocabulary. And so when it trickles down, I think that's where you kind of started seeing those conversations where we're almost saying the same thing now, as, as opposed to four complete different opinions, which is okay. But when you're in season, there's no time for that and so you start to see like everyone started to get on the same page and you see it like our midfielders got significantly better at the end of the season and then the beginning of the season it was tough and Alex got to be a part of that and like I said the goalkeepers got significantly better Kai works with the strikers we led the conference in goals um, you know I work with the defenders we had four straight wins three shutouts so you start to see like as we got into the swing of things it just started to click on the staff and when it clicked on the staff then everyone on the team is like, okay, now we know which direction we're going. That's awesome. And Maggie and Alex, like not, I actually didn't know that. Like what was it, what was kind of like some of the more eye-opening moments being a part of a college program, like for the first time and like having those moments where you're like, Oh, this, it starts to click a little bit. Um, Both of you have to answer. It's, it's non-negotiable. Hi. I think, I, I mean, I know we'd be sitting in meetings and Kai would be like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play. And I would sit there and soak it all in and be like, all right, now we got to find a way to plan a session. Or like I would work with midfielders. Where I would ask questions all the time. Kai, what do you want me to do with them? How do you want me to run this functional? Like, what are the terms you want me to use? Like all that played a factor in Kai's experience is just crazy. Like, I remember the first time he broke down, he broke, I think it was our first win. I was like, Kai, you're like, how did you come up? And he's like, film, film, film. So, so after he said that, I, I remember like after each game, I would come home and watch the film three, four times. And Mario would always tell me like that watching film is how you're going to get better as a coach and how you're going to develop as a coach. So both these guys as mentors has really like changed the game for me and really helped me be successful in what we were trying to do. Yeah, for me, it was, it was kind of a, the, my last college game experience was in 2014 in my last game um, as a player. So I was really interested to see how that would transfer as a coach. Um, so for me, I remember walking into our first game. I don't know if I was more nervous than some of our players because it was like this bigger stage and it was this, this light that was shining. That was just seemed more important and just seemed more, more, there was more weight to it. So you, you wanted to do well. Um, and so for me, it was learning and, and trying to observe similar to how Alex was explaining it, just observing 
in-game adjustments, post-game adjustments, halftime adjustments, um, and then in training, how are we going to adjust to the opponent? How are we going to, even on our, the weirdest thing when we don't normally play the same opponent twice, how do we adjust on that Saturday to make sure that we have success on the Sunday? Even if we did have success on Friday, what are we going to do to make, make the adjustments and make sure that we come out on top? Um, so for me, that was the depth of which Kai and Mario both have just soccer knowledge in general. And then I feel like there's a difference between having the knowledge and then being able to apply it. And it's been a treat to, to watch them apply it and then to try and learn from that and, um, and try and instill that in some of our players um, so that they can, they can do that on the field, hopefully eventually without necessarily a coach saying, Hey, this needs to happen. And um, that was one of our big things is can we solve problems and can we find those problems and solve them before things go, go poorly? So I think for me, it was the depth in, in which we um, just kind of dove into the, the game in general. And as we, uh, as we wrap up here, uh, we got to bring a very, very hot topic to the table. I like to call it celebrate gate. Anybody who follows uh, Southern Utah on Twitter or follows myself, uh, I believe it was one of the, the last games uh, that that was played uh, very famous video that I hope went viral that featured uh, you know a goal being scored uh, coach Kai running way faster than what I was expecting <clears throat> not that I was like had a very low standard of, of your speed Kai but uh, you know you exceeded the expectations and then the big story uh, was the celebration between Kai and Mario where there was a, a, a chest bump, back bump. I, I don't remember the exact details at this moment, but it was really edited funky to where you didn't know if Mario stuck the landing. And I, and I did call it out saying, I think that was edited weird because it makes it look like you didn't stick the landing. I give you props. You did put out a video of the actual landing. Granted, it was one footed looking like you were doing the, the jump man logo. Um, but the thing that we've got to figure out is the question I saw for most people and Kai, you pro- I think you answered this uh, as a tweet, where in the world did Mario come running from out of the side of the camera? Hey, still the question to this day, he came from nowhere. I was running to the corner flag. So I didn't celebrate in front of the other team because that's just not right. So I was running away and he appeared like a Phoenix <laughs> out of nowhere. And I was like, all right, we doing this. Let's go big boy. <laughs> you know? And I think it was one of those things. And I'll be honest, uh, you know, when you take over a program and you went on a five-year journey to get a job again and you need the win to finish with a winning season, it was like everything coming out and, you know, our starting center back went out at halftime with a concussion. So we had to drop our holding mid to center back. We had to play a goalie on the field. Um, we had to sub our, our strikers in and out. So Friday 2-0. That's Idaho State. We beat 2-0 on Friday. And then, you know, and their coach, to be honest, was like, we should have won and we plan on winning on Sunday. So, which is fair. She should be hyping up her team, you know, and, and we go and Sunday and we beat them. And they go up one zero. 
adjustments. We score a great goal. We come in overtime, score another great goal, and you're four, and you played better, but we won. You know, and and one thing I learned in this profession in my in my multiple years and seven years as head coach, no one cares unless you win, and and we won the game. And Big I think it all came out at that moment. You know, and so we won the game and went on a. 40-yard dash. I think it was clocked about 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, it was definitely uh, like and then me and Mario round two draft and pick. And, and four, the way five, you cut on the dime, too. Like four, you said, four, like, five, you didn't want to run in front of the so, other team's bench. And and I think it's – I mean, I felt like a linebacker coming around the corner. You looked like Coming around one. the edge on the right side. I, you know, like LT, you know, had the right arm – cutting through and and i think it was that point where you're just like that year and a half of admin work and office work all came worth it right so like you're just like i i don't i don't know what to do i'm just gonna let it all out you know and and one of the things that came up last week our school hasn't posted it but one of the cool things is their best player their highest performing player on the day laura mcgahee their center back second team all conference had committed to us a month before that. Um, she's in the transfer portal. She played for me at Serena. She committed to us a month before that. So leaving that game knowing we won and that was awesome, right? Because it's important. Yeah. And winning's important. And at this level, Southern Utah's been at the bottom. So winning and then improving through recruiting is important. And I think when you put it all together, you're just like, I'm just going to go. Now, that night and the next night, still making recruiting calls, like right. still doing everything. There's no resting on the morals, but or the laurels, sorry. But, but I think it was just that one moment where you're just like, overtime win. We shouldn't have even been here. We're about to finish with four straight wins. Let's party, dude. And if you, the old saying, and I, I won't put them on blast too much. But a guy I used to work with at a school I used to be at, I played once at Santa Barbara, and they beat us. And when they scored, they did duck-duck-goose in the middle of the field. I, I was like, are you kidding me? And I worked with them later. He, he now coaches at a Big Ten school that went on a run. And I, I just remember, like, are you serious, duck-duck-goose? And he goes, hey, if you don't want us to celebrate, stop us. Right. Eh, fair play. So that's my thing is two wins, four goals, Idaho State. Hey, if you don't want us to celebrate, don't let us score four times. Two big meaty men bumping meat. Like, I was so happy. And, Mario, you can laugh out loud. And Maggie, uh, like, I, I, I need the laughter on that. Oh, uh, like, can I know, get my story? Yeah, so because because I was gonna ask, like you okay. know, Kai said like he he made the turn like a NFL edge coming off the line, looked like DeForest Buckner out there just wilding, and then just looked at you and was like, "Yo, we doing this?" So Mario, explain where in the world you're coming from because I even saw a tweet that said like you were coming from the team bus or something. <laughs> All right, so it was overtime, right? And as soon as the ball had gone back into play. I started walking away from the field. Like she hit that shot. I saw it was going in. I put a finger up and started walking to the back corner. Nice. And everyone was running towards the, the pile. 
And I was like, if I sprint, I'm going to pull a hamstring. So I'm good <laughs> off of that. If I do something else, I'm going to get hurt. So I'm good. I'm cool. Like I'm going to wait until it all settles down. So I walk away from in the opposite direction of where everyone's celebrating. And I'm just like, I'm just there. And we just meet eyes. And it was like, all right, let's do this thing. And so literally, <laughs> as I'm in midair, I'm like, this is not a good decision. <laughs> but if you see the picture, it's frozen. There's different frames. I'm like chest to chest. And so Kai's got me beat by like seven inches. So your boy still has ups. Just want to clear that up. And then I landed on one leg. So I want to clear that up as well. So I'm still an athlete. But uh, no, it was just, we literally just, Kai took off and I saw him like in my peripheral and he hit like a, like a 40 degree turn, like on a dime, like Odell Beckham running a comeback. And we just looked at each other and just, it just happened. I don't know. And it happened to get caught on camera. And the, the amount of times Kai got texts when I was with him, like, yo, is Mario okay? Did he tear his ACL? I was getting DMs. I was getting messages. Like, it, it was really funny. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, like Kai said, it's, we worked our butt off to get here. And, and, and when someone says things that uh, maybe rub us the wrong way, we take it personal. And, you know, when teams – you know, pop off at times. We, we, we got to make sure that we have our girls ready. Um, we got to be ready as a coaching staff tactically um, and mentally, and our girls have to be ready physically, mentally, and all other capacities of the game. And so for us, that was just, there was so much emotion. Like we got the winning season. We swept Idaho state. Um, they haven't beaten us at home since like 2006, you know? And so um, those things added up. And I think we chest bumped again. It was Weber state. Um, we beat Weber State on the Sunday, um, and there was just emotion. We were excited. Uh, we beat them 1-0 at their place. That was never expected. We hadn't beaten there since, like, 2004, blah, 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 all those things. And so when we had gotten that result, it was another just wave of emotion because there's been just – we were picked 10th or 11th in preseason conference. Uh, you know, we weren't expected to do anything. And so for us to finish in the top six or seven, if it was a regular season, that's conference tournament. It's never been done here. So there right. was so much emotion, like the amount of 11 o'clock text messages, midnight, 1 a.m. emails, like Kai working, like you, it was just like, it's almost like when, you know, you get married and you're one of the parents are just crying when they see the bride walk down the aisle. Oh, you're Nick, just get like, ready. You got two more hey. weeks, my man. You're just hit. Yes, let's go. You just get hit with that emotion. And for us, it was like, we beat teams we weren't supposed to beat. We had on paper, no business being in those matches. And then when it's communicated that that's the way it should have been, and it's not like for us, it was like, all right, well, you got to beat us. And you guys so woke up we and chose up, violence that day. And that's a, and we, we did what we had to do. He didn't say no. That, y'all. He did not say no to the violence. <laughs> hey, I didn't answer that question. <laughs> no, but I, I just, it was, it was a lot of emotion, man. It, it's, it was exciting. And um, for us, it was just a reminder of, of what time put in uh, the outcome can be. And, you know, we, we were playing these teams with 30 players on the bench like right. they were traveling deep and we we're like, we've got four, three subs at times. 
you know, and playing a Friday, Saturday match. And so um, there was just a lot, our, our, our athletic training staff, our, our strength conditioning staff, like our strength coach, homegirl works 24 hours for us. Like she's a full-time soccer strength coach. She's at everything we do, whether she has to or not. We're like, hey, we're going to go to Kai's outdoor office to talk tactics. And she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to bring my iPad. I'm going to go watch this NCAA game. And she's the strength coach. Like we just, everyone bought in. So it just hit us like a wave. Um, and that's just kind of what ignited the, the whole chest bump. And it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun um, to kind of reflect on just how the season went and, and just what to build on going forward. And, and what a great piece to use. I mean, recruiting wise, you know, players saying that Sean. Yes. Kai. Well, I got one. A, a, the original chess bump, me, Stephen Wampon and Brian Davis, we had no business. So at Oakland, we started off the year. Oh, and 10 miserable. Wampon did his, voodoo magic made everyone happy positivity circles and he just kept going and we have to win on the last day at IUPUI to get in the conference tournament and Mario or uh, Wampot told everyone pack your bags for the week we're staying on the road for the conference tournament I was like bro we're about to go to IUPUI and lose I don't know why we're packing for the week they're like second and in the conference go at this point and win <laughs> yeah like we win the game and we're chanting, like, I don't know what we were chanting in the locker room. We were slamming on their lockers. So we make the conference tournament. We're about to play Northern Kentucky, who smashed us, like, three weeks earlier. We traveled Northern Kentucky, who's tremendously better than us. They score in, like, the third minute. And I'm like, well, it was a good run. And <laughs> we're at halftime, I think – Someone scores, and then in, like, the 86 minutes, Sid, Sid scores, and I'm looking at Brian. Sorry, there's a motorcycle going by me. Um, hold on. Perks, perks of the outdoor office. Of course. So, Sid scores, and I'm looking at, at Stephen like, we sh- shouldn't be still playing soccer. <laughs> and we end up winning, and they're much better than us. So, we win the game. And me and I remember me, Stephen, Brian, Walker are like, are we still playing? Why are we still playing? What is like, going started, on and how are we, we still started, on the road? Oh, my God. We started 0-10 and, and we're still playing soccer. And we're like chest bumping, high-fiving, like pick it. And then we went to Wisconsin-Milwaukee, the powerhouse uh, of the group and lost in PKs in the conference tournament semis. But it was – it's one of those things for me. And I've – I mean, I've done this for 18 years. And I've been blessed to win over 50 Division One games as a head coach you know, the third most in this conference. And it's still like you do it to win. Right. You do it for the kids, but you play to win. You you do admin work in the summer to win games. And, yes, if you know, we beat, you know, whatever. Weber State on a Sunday, you know, after should have beat them on a Friday, maybe it's a little fist pump and we're happy. But, you know, someone saying they outworked you and outplayed you, and you beat them twice, you're, you're going to celebrate, you know, and you should. I'm all for and, that pettiness. Like, I've seen the – yeah, and, and my thing is, like, a lot of people don't like me anyway. So why am I going to conform to the way you want me to act? Me and Kai starting a club. <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of people like 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people like me and a lot of people who don't. And I'm not going to conform to anyone I wouldn't take advice from. Talk that talk, you know? guy. It's the old saying. You don't take, yeah, you, you don't take advice from anyone. You know, you don't take criticism from anyone you won't take advice from. So, you know, with Jerry Smith and G at AM and Becky Burley at Florida want to tell me, hey, that was out of bounds. I'll listen. Other people tell me I'm, I'm not. And that's just how it's going to be here. And, and they give me a six figure contract anyway. So why am I listening to them? So be, you know, be us, be us, work, be brass, be loud. If people stop us, work harder to stop them. Like it's why we hear like, like, like this lack of passion in our sport just crushes me. Like, oh, let's just like, well, guess what? Southern Utah's never been there before. I've been there before. I've been University of Texas, number twelve in the country. So I've been there before. But Southern Utah hasn't been there before. So why am I going to act like we've been there before? Why don't I act like it, we worked really hard and it's exciting? So that's why, like, I like the staff. We're passionate. We're brash. Some people think. We're not the conformist Anglo-Saxon way of doing things in the business. And guess what? Like, it is what it is. We're going to be us. And some people are going to love it. And some people are going to tell us to piss off. And I'm okay with both. I love Kai Edwards. Absolutely love him. And to me, I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. Um, you know, I, I know Mario and Alex, uh, kind of get hold of the social media. Uh, so for you guys, if people want to follow along with Southern Utah soccer, uh, on social media or, or website, stuff like that, how can they, how can they do so as they delegate who gets to talk? I think it, it should be Mr. A to the Z. I think if you, wait, what was the question again? Uh, where can people find Southern Utah soccer on social media or online? At SUU soccer. We did, it, we yeah. did it earlier, but um, yeah, we, Mario and I have just been trying to revamp the social media and really put an emphasis on what we're doing in training and, you know, the stuff that we accomplished this year. I don't know if, or I'm sure you guys follow, but like uh, absolutely there's some there's some things that we've done this year and some of our players have accomplished that we want to highlight and make sure that everyone knows everyone that's following us the other teams in our conference the teams that we'll be playing we, we want them to know that we've got players we we've done some things this year and we're looking forward to the future so yeah our our instagram tag is at su soccer go follow like subscribe um the more followers we get the more brownie points I get from Kai and Mario. So please let's get, let's get Mr. A to the Z as many brownie points as we can get. Uh, Southern Utah Thunderbirds hashtag bird gang. Thank y'all so much for coming out. People can't see it cause it's a podcast, but they're all doing the bird man, bird gang sign. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on and, and Maggie, you, you are still the best. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you, Sean. Um, you know, I do what I can. We do this for the hood, we do it for the block, do it for the money. Catch me in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. Bubble and bubble, baby. If you on ball, you just falling down. Shake it, holler, break it. We do this, we gon' ride out on this one. Yeah. I see you, girl. You're proud of your Gucci, huh? I see you in the Again, a program that we follow along with, we absolutely love. If if you've been a part of the soccer chat community at all, you've seen them around. They're amazing people. And again, one thing that we didn't touch about that I think I'm uh, one of the 
things that makes me even more of a fan of them is like when you look at the group we talked to tonight, they have to be, I know Adrian Sorensen has got one too, but like they have to be probably the most diverse staff in oh, anyone in the entire country. Absolutely. And I, and I think that that's, that's got Kai's thumbprint all over it. Like the, you've got, um, you know, just a, a group of people may, may Steven, can, can, you know, can we label Steven as the token white guy? Who's, who's he, just yes, he's a token white guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, what a, what a diverse group. And I think that's a big thing because of, you know, how many teams are diverse that are out there and those teams, you know, that have diversity, but they, they look at the staffs. They say, Hey, like that's a group of, one people or whatever it may be like they notice that stuff. And so I think, you know, for, for Southern Utah, you know, to be a player who's going there, I, you know, I, I think that's a cool thing to see, you know, to see all the different types of personalities and, and humans that are involved in that staff uh, as a player, like that, that's got to make you feel good. No, absolutely. And then like, and, and, and they're successful. And I think that that's, that's a, a, the, probably the best part about it is like, not only are they diverse, but they're showing that like, that can be an incredibly successful way to lead a program. And I, I think that that's the coolest thing for me is you like watch it. It's like, it's not, they're not being diverse to be diverse. They're being diverse because it brings out the best in so many different types of people. And that's that, that for me was, it, and is like one of the coolest things about it is because like we obviously know all of them pretty well and they're good friends at the show, but like it, it just watching how successful they were able to be this spring I, with the program that hasn't typically had success has, has been just such a fun thing to watch and follow along with. And again, it just, it's going to be so cool to watch over the next few years to see where they take the, take those young women. For sure. For sure. I mean, if it's uh, I think they're going to put Southern Utah on the map. And like you mentioned, you know, you get your Santa Clara's, you got your Marshall's, these mid-major schools that are kind of coming out of nowhere, which I really think the pandemic has really allowed like some of these mid-major schools to show like how talented they are because you have a lot of them with upperclassmen, people with experience at the college level. You know, we saw it in basketball more so than ever. Um, you know, I, I think that's really allowed, you know, kids now to be like, oh, hey, like this, this, this team is good. This team is quality. Like this is something I'm going to be a part of. And, and I think, you know, Kai is a coach that people will want to go play for the first time you talk to him. Like Kai – you know, I, I feel fortunate enough. The, the first time I met Kai a few years ago at convention, uh, thankfully through Becky, uh, you know, he was instantly like the nicest dude. Uh, you know, we had Kai on the show long, long time ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, since that point, like just, you know, has always been open, always, you know, come on soccer chat type stuff, Twitter chats, things like that. But he's also a guy that like, you know, kind of like Mario said, like, He's he gets super proud about his coaches going on to something bigger. Uh, and you know, you look at a guy like Mario, Mario's got head coach written all over him here soon. And like, that's a dude like I want to go play for. Like, I feel like you know, I'm thinking of like 19 year old Sean and having current aged Mario as a coach, like chest bumps, dap ups, like it would be the it Selly game would be hella strong. Uh, if college Sean played for Mario. No, I mean, college Nick would still be proud of like how current Nick is, but I mean, yeah. like you got, you guys would be a great pairing. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm hoping though, like I, so I'm going to really take notes of you at your wedding reception <laughs> and I'm going to pick out key moments where I'm going to say, okay, 
at this point, you did this. Next time your team scores, you need to do this exact same thing. Oh, hey, at this point in the reception, you did this dance move. You need to do this on your team's second goal. And so like, I'm going to take notes of like things that you do. I think your players are going to be very proud of me. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take notes. I, I'm not guaranteeing. And I'm not, not guaranteeing. I will try to get video evidence of said things. That way you can study the film. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to up your Selly game uh, as, as much as possible. Uh, I mean, someone's got to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give you some, we'll give you some tips. Uh, you know, second to last soccer chat before the big day, the next time uh, that you guys will be talking to us will be the two days before uh, Nick's wedding. Uh, how are you feeling? No, I'm not, no, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you because we're talking about it next week. Um, so hold on to that thought. Cause I know you've got some stuff you got to write up anyway. So, Perfect. um, <laughs> so, you know, again, big shots to, to Kai, uh, Mario, Alex, Steven, and Maggie, uh, for, for coming on the bird gang, uh, and, and, sh- and taking time and, and chopping it up with us. Uh, you know, if you want to get co- involved in conversation, uh, just like today, just hop on Twitter on Wednesday nights, follow the hashtag soccer chat, submit your questions for coaches from all around the nation to answer or all around the world actually as well. Um, you know, it's nine 30 PM Eastern standard time, every single Wednesday night, uh, pop on there and just have a good time network, get some professional development, uh, and just make yourself a better all around coach. Nick, if somebody wants to hop on a conversation with you, how can they do so? At coach and Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at coach. Sorry. Make sure to check out, all of our friends, Michigan Soccer Central, check out Torex and check out our friends over to Duke Tick Brand and make sure to use that promo code Soccer Chat whenever you're at checkout to get yourself a sweet discount over at DuTickBrand.com. He's Nick, I'm Sean, and Soccer Chat's more than a podcast, it's more than a Twitter chat. It's a big old network community family of soccer coaches who are all just trying to do the same thing. And the best part is that we get to do it all over again next week. He's Nick, I'm Sean. Nick. We'll catch you later. See you later, brother.